Hi, I'm Brett Terpstra, and this is Systematic on 5x5. Our first sponsor is Shopify, a hosted e-commerce solution that allows you to set up and run your own online store in minutes. Pick a template, add your products, pick your payment processors from Stripe to PayPal and Authorize.net, and ship your stuff. Just a few clicks. With Shopify, it's easy to sell online, and there's no software to download, host, upgrade, or maintain. Pick from over 100 professionally designed e-commerce templates or create your own with full control over the HTML and CSS. There are no bandwidth limits and no need to worry about scaling when your store becomes popular. And every Shopify store is level 1, PCI, DSS compliant, and totally secure. All you need is something to sell. Visit shopify.com slash 5x5 and you'll get 3 months free. Check them out today. Bandwidth for November is brought to you by MindNode, an intuitive mind mapping app for Mac and iOS. Whether you're brainstorming for your next project, organizing your life, or planning your vacation, MindNode lets you collect, structure, and expand your ideas. With integrated iCloud sharing, you'll always have your mind maps with you. Just visit mindnode.com. I am joined today by Josh Helfrich. Um, Josh was a writer for Tua uh, during the time I was there. And um, I'll make a, a confession about that in a moment. But um, <laughs> he's now working in Hollywood as a music director. And um, a, he's a, a bright star. So how are you doing, Josh? <laughs> I'm doing great. Thank you. Um, it's, it's great to be on the shelf today. So, yeah, apparently, apparently, and I, I said I wouldn't admit this publicly, but I am nothing if not brutally honest. Um, <laughs> you worked at Tua for over a year. Yes, allegedly. You wrote for Tua. <laughs> and I looked I looked you up on Tua and you did in fact write. And I was there as uh, not technically employed by Tua anymore because a couple years ago I took a full-time job with AOL, which owns Tua, and I could no longer be paid by Tua. But I stayed on the, on the, on the staff because I love that. Uh, group so much and apparently yeah. you were part of it and i didn't know it that's that's and i publicly forgive you for this <laughs> i appreciate that i feel like a, a jerk wow no. we, we, you you were never in the chat rooms and stuff though were you um i was now and then in irc uh, yeah it was in irc um you know i wasn't in all the time but i would pop in and say hi to um victor or any of the any of the editors that were that were on at the time wow i'm a jerk Okay. <laughs> well it's okay we can we can be friends now okay it's okay Deal. Deal. <laughs> all right so like me because i am also an aspiring music video director no i'm a huge <laughs> apple geek and we have that in common yes oh um, yes how, you in the in the industry you work in um mm-hmm. which would be you know like the hollywood what do they call them liberal elite the liberal, the yes, the liberal. There's a lot of uh, a lot of Apple going on there, isn't there? Oh yeah, there is. There is way more than uh, than most people think. Um, I mean, I'm I'm hard pressed to find professionals that use anything else, really. Why would you? Um, I, there's just no reason, you know. And I, I yeah, I, I honestly, I, I I suspected it when I went out there, but um, just the the sheer saturation of. Uh, Mac products in the film industry is just incredible. It's, you know, I, I can't name anybody I know out there that I work with that uses windows machines or, I mean, 
maybe I know like two people that have Android phones, but it's all like, it's all overwhelmingly Apple based, which is, which is great because that way you don't have to deal with, uh, you know, there's, there's not many compatibility issues or anything anymore, but it's, it's just nice when you can just iMessage everybody for sure, <laughs> or stuff like that. Um, but I mean, on the, on the technical side of it, it's just, um, it's really nice because you work with people who use the same hardware as you. And that makes a big difference when you're editing for like a studio, um, or you're working with, you know, any, any professional really that, that does any kind of editing or post-processing for film or, or, you know, music videos, movies, whatever. Um, but you're all using the same formats and the same, say programs, you know, you're all using final cut or Avid on Macs, and you can always open up the same files. And, um, it's just really, really nice. Um, but, uh, I think that the, the one thing that really struck me as really, really cool was that, um, and specifically on, uh, uh, television shows, uh, the set of a television show changes rapidly. It changes a lot faster than people think. Um, because, they're usually made so quickly that um, in the past they've had the writers for the show writing up until, and sometimes into the actual shooting of the first scenes uh, just for time's sake. And it wouldn't be uncommon for uh, the writers to send out new scripts with a production assistant to, to distribute them to the whole cast and crew several times during the shoot to revise and what they've done is they've replaced that whole practice, which was wildly inefficient, um, but uh, but got the job done. They've replaced it with iPads, and they have uh, networked either networked or three G iPads, uh, or I guess cell cell connected iPads, uh, and using the same app, they can remotely update the script or any information for the entire crew and cast at any moment, and it gives them an alert. So you can update an entire film set on one thing at one time, which is incredible because I know what it's like to try and yell over a set and get people's attention. And I can't imagine trying to pass something out and having them all notice it, <laughs> notice I, the differences. Yeah. If I were an actor and, and they did that to me, they handed me paper and then sent out new ones. Yeah. Uh, me and my personality, I would, I would quit, you know, I'd be like, <laughs> why do I not have an iPad for this? Right, right. It's just well, an efficiency thing. Come on. Yeah, and you know, I, I as soon as they came out with the the iPad Mini, that's the first thing I thought of was like, oh, for sure, this is going to replace paper in a lot of situations because, you know, not because it's it's cheap, but because it's efficient. It, it becomes cheap to own an iPad for that rather than to buy and produce more paper, um, or even to to store things, store information. I mean, you can store. You know, you can store millions of books on on a single iPad. And you don't have to worry about it. So why do you think that studios are filled with iPads and not Nexus and and notes and whatnot? Uh well, I mean honestly I think it's 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 just the ease of connectivity and uh it's not it's being able to transfer large amounts of information to a big group of people instantaneously. And so, having everybody understand that's, but, that's the big thing. But the reason that it would be Apple over Android, is it just like peer pressure? Like everyone's, everyone has an iPad and that's what they're using to send these out. So everyone gets an iPad. Uh, yeah, honestly. Yeah. Like the studios will provide it a lot of the times they'll, they'll provide the equipment, but, uh, overall it's, it's, yeah, I'm sure it's partly, you know, 
everybody has this, this product and they, they really like it. So I should probably get it too. But, um, I mean, just, just overall, it's just, they're just so easy to use. And it's, it's about not having to worry about the technology working. It's about getting the information through. And, you know, with an iPhone, you don't have to mess around with, with an iPhone or an iPad, really. You can just, it just works between them. You can though. You can make a mess of things. You could, you could, but you have, if, to, you have to know a lot to be able yeah. to break it though. That's see, that's what it is. That's what it is. I mean, it's, it's like you can, you could configure an iPad a certain way and give it to a person. And the chances are they're not going to break that configuration and the device isn't going to change it themselves or itself. Yeah. Um, see, I, I don't know how the, how the other side uses the, they're like I was on an airplane <laughs> and I popped up my iPhone and flipped through three pages of apps to get to the game I wanted to play while I was there. And the yeah. girl next to me just kind of freaked out and she couldn't believe how many apps I had on my phone. I don't think she knew that you could have pages. Oh no. And, uh, and she had like seven apps on her iPhone. She'd had it for a year and like, oh, it makes no. me, I, I don't think I understand how, like 90% of Apple users actually use their stuff because I use mine so uh, Inten- non typically. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm the same way. I'm the same. I honestly am. I know um, we have that in common. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's, it's <laughs> just, it's, well, I use it for everything. I mean, I even have, you know, that, that's on the topic. Actually, I have um, an app, I, I believe it's called, I got it just before my last shoot, um, but it was called daily agenda. If I remember correctly. Um, and what it did was it gives you, I wanted an app that did exactly what it does. It gives you a visual representation of your current calendar with, um, time amounts between each event. So basically you get, uh, it for set management, it works fantastic because what I did was while I was working on this music video, we had this, you know, I had this app running and I would open it up and it would tell me how much time I had left on one shot before I had to move on to the next one because, like we had a car coming in to shoot at, at noon and, you know, it alerted me when I had 15 minutes left before the car got there. So I, I got to move the crew outside. Explain to me real quick why that's different than using like calendar and just putting it's, events in with alarms. Right. See, it, it, it isn't that different, but for somebody like me, that was groundbreaking because I'm, I, it's just the way I think, you know, I think very visually and, to go and look at the calendar and be like, oh, it's, you know, it's, you know, 1040 right now. It's 1045 right now. The car comes at 1215, you know, we have to get this, this, and this done before that. It's, it's easier to just pull my phone out and it tells me how much time I have left. I don't have to worry about it. So it just it's simplifies just, things. Yeah, it simplifies it. it. It really, really does. And that's what I wanted. It's like, you know, if I could have my phone display progress bars for how much food I've eaten in a day, I would do it. Oh man. See, if my phone gets too bossy, I like, I yell at it. You're not the boss of me. I hate it when I hate it when my stuff tells me like what I'm supposed to be doing at any given time. I understand that it's useful and <laughs> and I probably should be doing those things. But man, I get irate sometimes. Alarms going off. I how, I stopped using alarm you. programs by and large. Like I used to love the app called Alarms on the Mac. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I used to use. It's that. a really. It's a brilliant app. It's beautiful. Oh, it's fantastic. It, it is. does. It's a lot like what you're talking about, where you can like pop. You can just have like a visor with a, a visual like timeline. Exactly. Exactly. And you can just drag your emails up in there and say like, "Deal with this at five o'clock," and it'll remind you at five o'clock. It's brilliant. It, it, it started out as one of my favorite apps, and it ended up as one of my 
most hated. Yeah, because, that's where it came because out for me too. My own reminders would bug the crap out of me exactly. to the point where I'm just like, I I'm moving that around. I'm not doing that right. Now. If, if I have more than like three alarms go off in a day, I get into like a, a panic state of mind. I was gonna say you get get kind of nervous, like yeah, you're waiting for the next one. Exactly. Yeah. Well, that's that's exactly how I felt about it. I thought that was just me. <laughs> There's this woodpecker that comes outside my bedroom window. And, okay. he, and he pecks on the house. And that makes me mad because we have stucco siding. Oh. And, and it's, you know, it's not easy to repair. And right. I, I get, I'm half asleep and I get angry at this bird. Just enough <laughs> to wake me up into like high top levels of sleep. Okay. And I'm angry. And then he'll stop. And then he'll start again 30 seconds later. Oof. And then he'll stop. And eventually he will stop for good. But I won't fall back asleep because he's trained me at that point to just stay in this like angry panic state. Ah, uh, I see what you're saying. Woodpecker. Anyway, <laughs> sorry, that was a, a little bit of a tangent. That that was a good one though. That was a good comparison. I try to be interesting. That is that is that's a remarkable comparison. <laughs> what did I say when we were oh growing up? I'll tell you about that later. Okay. Um, okay. <laughs> I'll tell them. I'll tell everyone out tell there them. my brilliant tell- nugget of wisdom. Totally, I just totally made up while we were chatting before the show. I was impressed. I was. I was too. I was actually, I was like, I wish I'd done Chan- that on air. Channeling, yeah, channeling Gandhi for a little bit there. <laughs> so now we've <laughs> built it up too much. I can't say it. Uh, um, I don't know. But so I'm not at all surprised to hear you say that Apple dominates um, the industry oh, out yeah. there. Um, oh, yeah. Because I watch television and movies and. The only time I really ever see Windows machines, they're either Macs that have been painted, the the logo's been taken off to look like a Dell, because right. Dells look like Macs now. That's true. And, or, or Microsoft sponsored the show. Yeah. That, wow, like, if I see, like, right. actual real PCs in a show, it's almost guaranteed that at the end of the show, it'll say, promotional consideration by Microsoft. Exactly. Or, or there was one, HP did one. I remember a while back, I think it was for like Castle or some one of those shows. Yeah. And it, it, it was so obvious to me because I'm like, <laughs> wait a minute, what is that? <laughs> because well, you take Macs for granted in, yeah. in, well, in movies and TV now. Yeah. Well, I mean, they're just, you know, you're working with um, people that, that I guess have a lot of Mac products and you're working with very visual people who like beautiful things. So it's like, if you're going to put a computer into a shot, it's, it's almost a given. Like it, I, I've always just put a Mac into a shot if I needed it, you know? <laughs> Well, see, and and I, I mean, it makes no, or it's no, it's not surprising to me at all that it's there on the production side. Like that's always oh, yeah. been Mac's audience, but when right. it's there, um, I don't think it's always been as prevalent on the set as no. it is well, right now. No, well, I mean, uh, you know, especially like Macs. Ever since the iPhone came out, and people started using that, and then they decided, wow, this is really awesome, you know, and then they decided to check out Macs. The Macs kind of inherit the cool of the iPhone. Halo uh, effect. Yeah, yeah, it, it is. It's like a halo effect. And, um, you know, now it's like, it, as weird as it sounds, like Macs are actually, like, cool. Like, they're the cool thing to have. Like, Macs and iPhones are, like, the cool gadgets to have. Um, it only sounds weird because you're just old enough to remember when it was uh, when it was actually on. I know. I know. Well, I, that's when I kind of joined the, the whole um, Mac community was when it was right at the edge of, of the iPhone coming out. And yeah, I mean, the iPhone was the first, uh, first, uh, yeah, it was the first thing I ever sat on in line for. 
Well, you may be 10 years younger than me, but we've actually been using Macs for about the same length of time. Oh, really? Okay. I think, well, I started using Macs probably a year and a half, I think, before the iPhone came out, if I recall history, which I never do. But, <laughs> um, but yeah, it was not, I, I didn't start using a Mac till I was out of college. Wow. Um, but yeah, it's the iPhone definitely, definitely boosted the uh, appeal, the, the pop culture status of the Mac. Yeah, yeah. It really seriously used to be pretty unpopular in certain circles uh, that it, it was, where it is not now. It was honestly, it's kind of like what Linux is right now, where where it's like, I think uh, it's it's certainly not true, but uh, a lot of people see uh, Linux is is something that only the nerdiest people use. You know, it's it's even That's though absolutely it's absolutely true. Yeah, and even though you know Unix is the base under you know OS ten, it's it's like. Nobody cares about it. It's just the the whole feel of it. And it's, uh, I think that's where Macs used to be because, you know, it, well, it was like. Macs used to have OS 9. Yeah, that's true. That would make anyone unpopular. <laughs> um, yeah, but I, th- I think that they've kind of, they've really just raised up into pop culture, which is kind of remarkable. I and. Think- and cool, and it means they're one step away from uh, becoming Big Brother now. Or, yeah. you know, like becoming what Microsoft was in the 90s. Right, 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 right. You know, I, which is, I mean, that's certainly something to be concerned about. Um, <laughs> You'll start seeing people saying they're using Linux because they hate Apple instead of they hate oh, Microsoft. Oh, God. It, you know it's going to happen, too. You no, know yes. it's going to happen. Oh, absolutely. Oh, yep. You can't do as well as Apple's doing and not eventually become the bad guy. That's no, just, no, that's no, no. the way our, our culture works. As a good friend, one of mine said, you either die the hero or you live long enough to watch yourself become the villain. Who said that? That was Batman, wasn't it? <laughs> yes. That's from the, the Dark Knight. <laughs> yes. Yes. And <laughs> you caught me. All right. Well, we're going to stop drilling about Max for a second and talk about Shutterstock.com where you'll find over 20 million stock photos, vectors, illustrations, and video clips. Start your search at Shutterstock.com to find the perfect image for your website, ad, publication, or any any other creative project. Shutterstock.com gives you a global image collection to find images from across the world to suit your project. Choose between image packs and monthly subscription packages. Choose whatever fits your needs and never have to compromise. If you need just one image for your blog or mock-up, you can do that, too. Every time you visit Shutterstock, you'll find something new because they add 10,000 new images every day. And it's more flexible than you think, with no extra charge for large files. Just download any image in any size and pay only one price. They don't nickel and dime you for high-resolution images. If you need them, take them. Easily curate and share pictures via lightboxes. You can choose your favorite pictures or videos and add them to your own Lightbox gallery as you search. You can also use their iPad app to do this. There's something called Enhanced Licensed Access. If you like an image and you want to run it on print or swag for your trade shows, then get you an enhanced license for any image. They also have a huge library of vectors, icons, infographic templates, and video clips for all your graphic needs. If you need help, at Shutterstock.com, you get an account rep dedicated to you who will answer any questions. They also have 24-hour support during the week. Sign up for free with a uh, sign up for a free browse account. Just go to Shutterstock.com. No credit card needed. 
When you find the images you like and you decide to purchase, use the offer code DANSENTME11 and get 30% off of any package. I'm finding today that I get halfway through a sponsor read and my brain stops paying attention to what my eyes are seeing. Like oh. they're, my eyes are moving ahead and I'm not registering it. Oh, I'm sorry. One second. I was just on Shutterstock.com. <laughs> Did you love it? It's a fantastic website. If I was an audience member, I would be checking this out right now. <laughs> Look at ever, this. Do you use stock at all in your uh, in your videos and stuff? I have. I have. I've used stock video. Have you ever used from Shutterstock.com? Uh, you don't I have don't, to lie. I don't. I don't think so. We're no, I don't think it. so. No, no. It was a it was a Canadian website, I believe. <laughs> They had really, they had really inexpensive helicopter footage. Yeah, so, there's this, uh, there's yeah. this website. Uh, I won't name them because I feel bad, but they keep running this promotion where it's like for five days you can download everything you want. Oh my gosh! So I keep doing it, and then they <laughs> email me, and I just filter their emails because they're like, "Oh, we we know you enjoyed the service. We want." Like, you don't, you can't just give it away up front because, wow. you know, I just log in and just like use a download manager and just take as much I as say, I need. I was going to say, I would make it a challenge to myself mm-hmm. to see if I could download the whole website. <laughs> I think I'm <laughs> like, almost there. Like, I would just keep like, doing this. Yeah. It's not smart. Really? Wow. Like, I would That's... never get an account there because they made it. Uh, it's it's kind of like the, the premium model where the freemium model, I guess. Right. Where yeah. Yeah. It, sometimes it works, sometimes it fails, and it fails when you give people no incentive to pay. Cough, like you cough. just keep Netflix, giving them. Cough, cough. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They do that. I, I, I know of a friend that um, <laughs> instead of paying for Netflix because he's a poor college student, he uh, he signs up for a new account every thirty days. <laughs> that works. So, yeah. Uh-huh. So they. I, I don't know. I, I don't know if that's like a big feat or or if it's just like a simple thing, but he gets you know thirty free days every time. You have he to like change your email address every time or something. I guess I don't know if he's using like a, a you know just like a spam email service or something, but he's had free Netflix for about a year now. <laughs> Has he considered just getting Tor and just bit torrenting everything? I don't know. I mean, if yeah, you're gonna- yeah. I was going to say at that level of that level of you know involvement, you might as well just go for it. Of course, if if you can't afford a Netflix subscription, you probably can't afford like uh, broadband <laughs> internet connection either. Probably not. <laughs> Pinching pennies. Oh yes. So um, uh, we'll, we'll move on to the next topic because this show is going to go long. We're like, no, oh, only twenty two minutes right now. Okay. Anyway, um, you are in a two thousand mile apart long distance relationship right now. Yes. Yes. And I know this only because you just told me. Right. Sure you um, do. Not, sure you do. Not stalking either of you. Um, <laughs> but you, technology is helping uh, helping make that actually uh, not a death sentence, right? Right. Yeah. Um, we've actually my my girlfriend and I are kind of geeky, uh, which is awesome, and um, we've kind of found a way to it. it, it we, we've used technology to um, to connect in ways that have never really been possible before. And we kind of figure out more and more things that we can do with it as we go. Um, but basically what we, what we tend to do is we use FaceTime um, because it's, you know, it's free, it's unlimited and it looks, it's fantastic quality most of the time. 
uh, we use, we use FaceTime and, you know, I have like an iPad on my desk and it just kind of sits there. And, um, when, you know, she calls me or I call her, it, it just creates a little window on our desks to the other person's desk. <laughs> so, uh, we can just hang out, you know, if I'm working, she can just hang out with me or, you know, if she's working, I can hang out with her. It's, it's really nice. Um, but we kind of took that idea and we started applying it to more things and we started watching, you know, like you combine it with like FaceTime and like a, a Google Hangout and you can watch YouTube videos together at the same time. So, you know, we go on Reddit and pull videos and put them in the player and you can just watch YouTube videos together. It's really nice. Um, but we've done lots of really cool stuff. Like, you know, we, you can, you can sit down and eat a meal with somebody and it's like, it, it, it sounds strange, but it's only because it's a brand new concept that, you know, I mean, I know voice calling has been, or video calling has been around for a long time, but it hasn't been widely distributed to the or point where it is now feasible. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Now it's like you type in somebody's phone number and you can video call them. You know, it's, it's FaceTime is, it's a big difference. Um, it's just, it's dead simple. It's anybody can use it. You know, even Skype, it's like you sign up, you know, here, sign up, download this, make an account, log in, add me. Then you can call me and then you can switch it to video and stuff like that. See, like, that, um, that stuff was sci-fi in the 80s. I remember right? seeing yeah. it was like Buck Rogers, you know, like yeah. they're talking on video screens to each other, seeing each other's faces remotely. And I I knew that when that came around, that was that's when the future would be here. And I mean, here we are. Yeah, here we are talking to each other on, you know, panes of multi-touch glass. <laughs> the future. The future is here. It really is. I think that almost every day these days. Uh, uh, like, me too. I know how far we have to go in many areas, but I'm constantly amazed. What was that? Uh, I think it was Louis C.K. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're on he a said, chair said, in the middle of the sky. Yeah, yeah. He said that, you know, everybody everything's was... awesome. Yeah, everything's awesome and nobody's happy. Yeah. That's yeah. really true. And I, uh, you know, it, it was, it finally hit me, you know, pretty hard, you know, like usually you, like you said, every day I find something that I'm just like, holy crap, you know, this is, this is Jetson stuff. Like, but, uh, what, what really got me the other day was I was flying, um, uh, it was just yesterday, actually I was, I was flying back from, I was flying to Pittsburgh for Thanksgiving and, uh, I noticed that, you know, my flight for the first time had like an in-flight Wi-Fi and it wasn't really expensive. It was like, you know, six bucks for your whole trip. You get Wi-Fi. And I was like, that's fantastic. That sounds like the best thing I've ever heard. So I, I just signed up for it. And then uh, I realized that I could I could iMessage people. And I was, you know, sitting there texting my girlfriend at 35,000 feet going 600 miles an hour. <laughs> um through the sky. And I just, I, I found that fascinating. You know, we even tried to use FaceTime, but they, um, they, you know, obviously have disabled anything that does any kind of streaming bandwidth, I guess. Yeah. They throttle that. I, I understand that. I mean, it's, you know, you're on a chair I, in the middle of the sky. Yeah. I was going to say Louis CK comment commented <laughs> on that too. He said, he, he said, this is the most, what would he say? This is the most ungrateful thing I've ever seen. You know, we, we had, we had Wi-Fi in the flight and the guy next to him said, Oh man, the Wi-Fi just went out. This is some, this is some BS. Yeah. And, and it's so just, familiar. Like yeah, people, people get so entitled so fast. Yeah. Yeah. It's an entitlement. And like, you know, like you said, it was just like 
It's like, wow, just give it a second. <laughs> but anyway, I think you yeah. probably end up spending more time with your significant other than I do with mine. And we live in the same house. Probably. <laughs> it sounds like you have like a uh, more uh, like vocalized, like a rapport. Like I love right. my wife and I'm not just saying that like she's seriously right. the best. But yeah. our schedules, uh, like our actual like work times, don't, um, over, over, they don't uh, combine very well. So we really only see each other for two, three hours a day, and uh, and during that time, you know, we usually eat something right, and right. maybe watch a TV show. But like the, yeah. the lever- interaction—that's the word I'm looking for. Like you're, yeah, yeah, yeah without yeah. two thousand miles away, you're interacting more. Yeah. Than I am in person. Well, I mean, it's, it's in a weird way, it's almost more convenient because, uh, you know, I, it, even on the iPhones, you know, I, I've called her a couple of times when she wasn't at home and she can still pick up on FaceTime wherever she is and just say hi. Yeah. So, um, well, and I would totally uh, talk to my wife more if she was like on my iPad while I'm working. Right. That's what it is. I mean, I can just, you know, I can just set, basically set my iPad on my desk and it's just like, she's just there. You know, it's, I don't have to wear a headset or anything. It's just sitting there just on my desk. Um, it's like, it's more of a, the technology just kind of disappears after a while. Mm-hmm. It's, you don't even realize you, you just, you're talking to the person, not, not your iPad. That's awesome. I think that, I think, you know, I think that the only thing that we have, uh, still to improve on with that, that's, that's glaringly obvious and it's the one thing that is going to push video calling over the edge, I think. Uh, and that is the fact that you can't make eye contact over video chat. Um, and I, I think I don't think that anybody really realizes that, or, but they, I think that they subconsciously feel it because that's such a, a necessity to, to basic you know, human communication is being able to make eye contact and, and talk to the person. But you can't do that because... If you want to make eye contact, you got to look at the camera. You can't look at the screen, you know, where they are. So until until we merge that, you're you're not going to be able to make eye contact. My brain rapidly adjusts for that. Like I in my head, I know that they're looking at my eyes on the screen when I'm looking at their eyes on the screen. My brain kind of just like it's like you said, like you eventually the technology disappears. Yeah. And just the fact that I can see their facial expressions, I can see their reactions Eyebrow mm-hmm. raises, lip curls, like all of this makes it so much more communicative than a regular telephone call. Oh, well, without a doubt. Without I a doubt. love video chatting when, when I, when I give a, uh, when I care what the person on the other end is saying. Right. If right. I don't, I do not want to see their face. And <laughs> now to all the people that I call and don't turn on video. That's not a slight against you. I was going to say, let's make a note that we are not on a video chat. Right <laughs> <laughs> video is it's it's a special thing to me. Like it's a, it's a very personal connection. First time it's, I meet with a, like a consultation client or something, I hmm. love doing video because I learn so much about them. And yeah. from then on, we can do audio because I understand their reactions. I know. Uh, you know, whether they have a dry, sarcastic sense of humor or whether they take everything at face value, I can read that on their face. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then we can just talk. It, it changes your future phone conversations. Oh, yeah, it really does. And I think that, you know, because I've just used it so much that I'm to the point where I'm just nitpicking. Um, you know, I really am. But I, I think that 
you know, it's, and it's something that I know that I know that Apple has been working on because they, they definitely have at least considered this because they have, um, and I know this isn't definitive in any way, but they, I know that Apple has patents filed for cameras behind, uh, screens. Like they, they've figured it out. Wow. It's just a matter of implementing that with, you know, you know, if, or if they even want to do it. Well, to, um, to be fair, Apple patents every single idea they have, right? right. Whether they like, have tech to back it up or not. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so, like I said, it's it's not definitive, but um, you know, by by what they published, I don't remember exactly how they how they proposed doing it, but um, I think it had to do a lot with I think it was Samsung that was making those transparent uh, LCDs, yeah, or, or LED. I don't remember what they were, um, but it's it's something with the same technology. It was technology that's not too far in the future. And, uh, I, I don't know. I just think that like, I think that's like the one last big hurdle because they've made video calling convenient to the point where anybody can use it really, really easily. It's just that, you know, they want the technology to disappear. And, right. and it, it, it's the only thing that makes me realize that I'm on a video call is when I have to jump between, you know, looking at the camera and looking at the screen. Well, the, um, you know, like there's the there's the whole layer of the actual physical device, right? That when you watch uh, like everything from like Minority Report up through the recent cl- uh, Cloud Atlas, mm-hmm. like they all have these interfaces that are more expanded and tactile. And, and they're about know, the the interface. Yeah, they're about the interface, not the the user experience, but it's about the. But I they, guess like the show factor, rather. Yeah, but. But like I watch uh, Cloud Atlas, it was it was a, a, an epic undertaking to fit into two hours. Let's put it that way. But okay. I really liked what they had for the more sci-fi, like the interfaces, where it was very much um, a spatial spatial interface that I I feel like you weren't necessarily thinking about the technology; you were thinking about the massive amount of information you were able to control. Just by okay. moving things around in space. Right, right, right. It makes sense to me. I think that's, I mean, yes, like, cameras behind screens would be awesome. Yeah. But a holographic projection that comes out of, you know, of small device and becomes a large interface that I can physically manipulate would be amazing to me. I mean, I, yeah, honestly, I, I don't think we're that far off. I don't I, think so I, either. You know, with, with the, the rate that technology is advancing, and I read I read somewhere that we're like the human race as a whole is, is advancing. I think, uh, we advanced 10 times more. I don't know how this is measured, but we, we've made 10 times the amount of advancements in technology between 2000 and 2010. Um, or I'm sorry, we made, I think a hundred times more advancements in technology between 2000 and 2010 than we did between, uh, 1900 and 2000. That and makes, that doesn't surprise me. Like, I yeah, mean, that I mean, statistic it, is yeah. believable to me. Yeah, that's, that's the way I felt, too. I was like, you know, I didn't even really question that. I was just like, yeah, I mean, that, that makes sense. Um, it's good, though, because isn't the world ending this year? I think so. But we'll have iPhones, so it's okay. But no Twinkies. Hey, those things can survive a lot. No, well, <laughs> but they'll be gone. Um, I know, I know. They're going to. Um, what was that movie? Uh, Zombieland USA? Oh, yes. The Twinkies. Oh, yes. Well, I, well I've been talking a lot about maybe it's because you're from Hollywood and I, I <laughs> all my movies are bubbling to the surface, but it's subconscious. 
Like, pull out all the movies we got. Oh, man. Did you... I just saw... Oh, man. There's a movie that I saw that I loved, and I keep trying to ask people if they've seen it and then forgetting entirely what it was. Like, <laughs> all I remember in my mind is that I saw a movie I loved. And it's just <laughs> gone. There's this weird... Like missing connection for me. Really? I find it very, very frustrating. That doesn't you know, happen I mean, to me a lot, but it's yeah, you know, it's okay. I'm not gonna judge you for being a Twilight fan, but it's just No, I definitely you know, it's not just it. a- <laughs> My wife went to see that last night. Oh no. Oh, and like that's that's what I love about her is she doesn't care if I yeah. care, so I don't care. <laughs> and she can go watch a Twilight movie and there's no, uh, no. I, I give her no, what's the nice guff? Is that guff, how you yeah. say it without guff. swearing? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but anyway, yeah, like it's, uh, maybe she should have FaceTimed me <laughs> from the movie to tell me whether or not she was enjoying it. If anybody then I could have been there with her. We could have watched it together. Watched it together. I think that's pirating it. Oh, right. Right. She could pay for two tickets. There you go. There you go. Problem solved. That would be interesting if you could, like, take a hologram to the theater with you. Oh, wow. Buy a ticket for your hologram and, yeah. That's, 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 that sounds like Japan in five years. It does, but at the same time, it makes you wonder why, at that point, why don't we all have, like, better theaters in our homes? That's true. If we can I mean, have a hologram experience. Yeah. Come on. I mean, I, yeah, honestly, unless, unless uh, we see something drastic as far as the advancement of projecting movies goes, which I don't really think is, I mean, it's pretty much there. It's like, that's, that's, you know, I mean, we've tried IMAX, we've tried bigger, we've tried 3d. It's just like, they're all kind of getting gimmicky now. I want but, you to project it onto my brain directly. Well, that's what I'm saying. Unless we make some kind of massive, you know, massive improvement to projecting movies, I, I can't see movie theaters lasting too much longer into the into the distant future, at least. Um, just because, I, I mean, it's just it's going to be so cheap soon to to buy a, a huge TV and put in a you know a home theater system. It's um, and it's so much easier to to watch movies at home, and I can see a lot of studios considering doing, and I especially expect them to do this with Apple is, you know, same day as theater, put it out on, on iTunes for rental or, uh, or something like that, because they've been seeing uh, pretty, pretty good results with that. I think I, when they came out with those, uh, those like video goggles, like not the <laughs> VR ones, but just the ones that you could buy in like, uh, the Air, sky mall magazine. Yeah. Where it put like, and the the caption under the guy in his armchair always said like a sixteen foot screen like right on your face or something yeah. like that. Yeah. And I thought like first time I saw that I'm like wow that that makes a lot of sense. And then they came out with those hats with the bill that had the video oh, screen no. at the end of it, and it just got more and more ridiculous. And I've never tried them, but I've come to realize that because they are not commonly seen, they probably are not good. Yeah. It, well, it's not, nobody has really made anything that's, well, I'd say commercially and socially uh, acceptable <laughs> <laughs> yet. Um, there's no earbuds for the eyes yet. <laughs> well, you got to consider though that, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. that if I went back to 1986 
No, let's say 79. At w- which would be weird because I'd be like one year old and holding an iPhone. But if I took my <laughs> iPhone back uh, to like early 80s um, and I held it up and started talking to it, it would not be socially acceptable. Yeah, I guess I guess not. And I mean, remember when those car phones first came out and then they became mobile phones like 90210 era? Oh, man, there's people like there was commercials where they were like driving boats and, and talking on the phone. They're like, I'm talking on the phone in a boat. Right. And they were huge phones and they were so cumbersome. Hilarious. They were hilarious. They were. Even then they were hilarious. <laughs> and and because they were as as often is with new technology, uh exclusive to a, a richer class of people. Right. Um, it was easy to scoff. Yeah. Car phone. <laughs> And now everyone has an iPhone or, you know, occasionally those other ones. There's something else. The, the, pit, the, uh, the rabble. I'm, I'm working on a, I'm working at this moment. I'm taking a break from working on a very, very large web project, which oh. will be live by the time this show airs. But, oh. um, I am surrounded by, uh, tablets and, and Androids. And I had to touch windows today. Uh, just doing massive amounts of testing and the, the number of devices I had to turn off before this call was, uh, out, um, like I, I was in awe of how many buttons I had to hit. And I don't know if you heard it, but I missed a couple (laughs) and I had to like dig through a stack of devices to figure out what was beeping at me. But anyway, uh, unintuitive. I, I mean, my first thought, I, you know, I used to use Windows a lot. And when my first time using Windows 7, I, uh, it took me a good three minutes to figure out how to shut it down. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm, I'm using it through Parallels. Oh, okay. And Parallels is pretty good, but yeah, it takes so long for Windows 7 to boot on my Mac through Parallels that by the time yeah. it comes up, I'm already angry. <laughs> and you know how sometimes you, you, you use something that you're kind of like, Maybe you don't think it's cool, but you're willing to give it a shot. Right. And right. you find things that you're like, oh, well, that's actually pretty cool. I kind of, th- I wish that my, you know, my typical yeah. Yeah. scenario had this. Uh, there's none of that for me. <laughs> I I know the feeling exactly. I just, I've just had that feeling with making a Windows partition on my machine. <laughs> it's infuriating. There's nothing to like about it. I don't understand. No. No, I, I honestly can't find a single thing. And I would love to. I would love I, to say <laughs> Windows has gotten much better since I used it last. Well, uh, now you can't say that 7 or 8 are not huge. I mean, you remember XP, right? Do you remember yeah. Vista? No, I, I skipped that uh, that mistake. Good call. But yeah. I mean, they are improving. and the And there are things that I'm supposed to want to like based on my own interests. But I, mean, I don't yeah. want to, and I, I, well, I shouldn't say I don't want to, because I'm like you. I would love to, to have equal, like, to actually be able to make a choice to say, here's what I like about this, here's what I like about this. But right, right now, for me, it's Apple has pros and cons, Windows has cons. Yeah, that's and that's exactly right. I just said Apple and Windows as if a company, and that was not apples to apples. Oh dear. Oh. It was apples to windows. It was. Oh man, that just went downhill fast. But no, yeah. But it's um I know what you mean. It's like um I you know, it, it is they've been doing a lot of improvements on on Windows 
And I can tell that in Windows 7, but uh, I, I can't speak for 8 because I uh, I don't know how to use it. Um, but uh, as far as 7 goes, you can tell they've made improvements, but it's like, uh, to me, it feels like taking the engine out of an old car and putting it in a Lamborghini. It's not going to work any better. It'll look yeah. nice. It'll have some cool features. The doors will open neat. But when it comes down to actually doing stuff, Windows just crashes still. Like it just, yeah. it just, it locks up, it crashes and, and I'm running, ugly. yeah, I'm running on an eight core 64 bit machine with 12 gigs of RAM. It's like, there should be no performance issues whatsoever. And there isn't in OS 10, but for some reason, it's just, it feels like I'm on a small laptop when I'm on windows. It just, it bogs. And it's, uh, I, I just, I, I can't even make the comparison anymore. It's just. I use it for games and that's about it. This is what happens. Yeah. I use it for games. I hear that that's, every day. Um, I, I, I can't figure out how to use it for anything. Else. This is what happens when you get two Apple geeks on a show, which I know happens a lot. Oh dear God. Yeah. As, at least on the networks that I am familiar with, there are a lot of dual Apple geeks, but uh, yeah, I, I think eventually this podcast was destined to devolve into windows bashing. You know, I and I don't. I don't mean to be specifically bashing Windows. It's just that. Oh, it's okay. I it's just, and it. I, you know, I honestly, I honestly don't have any brand loyalty to to Apple or to anybody. I just have a loyalty to really well designed products exactly. that are worth my money and and help me make awesome things. Mm-hmm. And it just happens that pretty much ninety percent of everything that I use, hardware and software, to do my job and to live on a daily basis, the best way to do it is through apple and it's that's just the way it, it has been you know if you know if, if microsoft comes out with the most incredible new type of computer and operating system that i've ever seen yeah i'm gonna switch to it of course i would have you like you know it doesn't matter do it's you ever just, get like um uh actually nervous about the fact that you have so much that apple is like so all-encompassing in your life that you really want someone to come save you I, honestly, I don't ever really think that because it's, I mean, unless it's something that they're not doing well. I think I just get scared that I like something so much and I, I it just feels. Yeah. Not the fear sure of I losing it. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I understand, but it's like, um, you know, it's, it's like, uh, with, um, you know, I, I guess with iMessage right now, I love iMessage, but it's just, it's not reliable enough. And if somebody were to come along with a perfect, you know, perfect open alternative, like if Google came along with an alternative that worked exactly the same and they came out with like an app and, and everything, yeah, I'd probably hop on that, it, you know, as long as other people were using it. Right. Yeah. You know, but that's, I mean, that's the way that I'm, that I'm looking at it. It's, it's just the best product wins. And so far, Apple has beating the crap out of a lot of other people. <laughs> what you just said though is important because in certain environments, like I talk to a lot of people who can't use a Mac because mm-hmm. everyone else at their job or in their circle uses windows. Yeah. So it's not just the best product that wins. It's also market saturation. It yeah. does matter. Yeah. And well, no, I, in I our mean, pockets, we have that saturation and Apple is the most convenient thing to own. Right, right. Yeah, I guess, I guess I meant just uh, on a personal level. Yeah. The, the the best, you know, I always consider the best product to win. And 
you know, it just it's just coincidental that Apple has happened to win on so many fronts for so long that, um, you know, as soon as I discovered their stuff, I switched over to it. And, you know, I haven't really looked back. So um, I have to do sponsor. I think I'm on. Shoot. How many sponsors have I? No, I'm a sponsor. I got to do sponsor three in a second. But yeah, um, I want to say it's like um, I've been reading. Wow, that was like a whole bunch of likes and ums in a row. Um, (laughs) No, I've been reading a lot of stuff lately where people are talking about wanting the best, wanting the best of anything they're looking for. You know, whether it's silverware or coffee or technology. Um tech best tech um it's it seems to be kind of a reaction to probably like what's it 20 years of just cheap junk yeah oh yeah like everything has been so disposable for so long and when patrick roan from minimal max started bringing to my attention things you know that were beautiful and usable and would last your life Mm-hmm. Like that had a strong appeal to me because I, when my parents bought a vacuum cleaner when they were mar- getting married, they were coming out of a generation and they expected that vacuum cleaner to last for 30 years. Yeah. And that's just unheard of. Right. Now. Can you imagine no, buying an oh, appliance no, that, that, that you expected to die with? No, 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 of course not. Well, you know, it's I still use my grandmother's clipping shears. <laughs> like the for like she got them in the probably late sixties and they're still they still work great as long as you oil them once in a while. You know, I think it is. I think it's the complexity. I think it's the complexity of, of what you're building. Yeah. Because um, you know, I mean if you think about how complex the idea of a computer is, I mean it's I, I, I've tried to sit down and think about it. I don't know that much about computers, about how they work. I, I know how to work them. Totally. I don't know, you know, I, I couldn't tell you the first thing about the very basics of computers, but it's mind blowing at what, what kind of creation this is and how much information actually goes through it and what could go wrong. You know, there's so much that could go wrong and it just, it, it's remarkable that it doesn't and that everything works together in harmony and you, you see the right images on the right device at the right time. Until and, it doesn't. Yeah. Until it doesn't. And then you notice it. Yeah, then you but, really notice it. Yeah, and I think I mean that's where the fact the fact that I can, and I think that's why I, I'm drawn to Apple products a lot too, is because they they tend to work so well that I don't I that I can get sucked into the work I'm doing or the thing I'm focusing on. You know, I I, I think about the information that I'm I'm working on, not the device I'm using, and that's really important. Um, especially with iOS. I love using iOS just because if I'm writing down ideas or, um, you know, I'm talking to someone, it it just, it presents the information so well and it keeps it, it keeps it running to the point where you don't feel like you're using an app. It's just, you're just using a tool. It's like using something that, and you know, it's not going to, it's probably not going to die on you. You know, yeah, no, (laughs) it's reliable. Probably not, but I'm always prepared for the worst. I'm a, uh, an optimist, with a cynical, it's a right. weird combination. I always hope for the best. Careful. 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 Cautious. Yes. But it's, I, I think I, I like to compare it to the suspension of reality that people tend to give in 
when, well, almost everybody does it. It's when you go into a movie theater mm-hmm. and, uh, the, that's the you know, fourth part wall, of the third wall, fourth wall, fourth wall. Yeah. It's, it's that, you know, it's the first, you know, within the first like minute or two of the movie, it's that, that feeling where you get sucked into the movie and you suspend your current reality. You don't remember that you're in a movie theater. You, you think about the story going on. Uh, and you know, it's not, it's a subconscious thing, but I think that that's what we're looking at as far as the future of computing goes as well, especially since everything's getting really tactile and, and touchscreen based. Um, you know, if you look at an iPad, you can, you can see that at a certain point, you're just interacting with the app, not the iPad. And I think that's fascinating because it's so intuitive. I can hear the old people grumbling right now. The grown-ups are all saying, I remember when people used to talk to each other. But, <laughs> but yeah, I, I agree. I think the technology is going to, it's all going to flow into our lives to the point where it's intertwined to an extent where once once the people who refuse to kind of move flow with it have right. moved on, uh, passed on, uh, there's a whole generation of just cyber cyborgs. Uh, cyborgs, not Let's do I don't, it. I cyborg generation generation C. I don't. I don't mean like uh, like cybernetically altered humans. I just mean people whose whose lives are so like helped and dependent on helped by and dependent on technology. Yeah, that it's almost like the the line is blurred. Like it's inseparable. Oh yeah, I I know. I've lost my iPhone once. Once it was, oh, it was, yeah, oh, once, yes, and it was, whew, that was a long day. <laughs> I lost my <laughs> iPad for two days. It was rough. That must have been terrifying. I found it. It was outside. It was outside. Yeah, I, I, I hadn't left the house, so I couldn't figure out where. Like, I knew it was in the house, except it wasn't in the house. I'd gone out and like smoked a cigar and left it out there. <gasps> oh, okay. So it wasn't like like in the grass or anything. No, it was on a table by a chair. It was protected. It was pouring rain, but it was under a porch. Oh, and, and I had find my iPhone pinging, but so you thought it was in the house. No, I couldn't hear it at all. It wasn't until it got stuffy. This is summertime and it got stuffy and I opened the window for some fresh air and instantly ping, ping. It was going on. Yeah. I was like, what? (laughs) But anyway, that'll teach me to take technology outside. Yeah. Just yep. kidding. No, I, live, uh, I love the live. mobility, but yeah, I just don't I mean, I, leave. <laughs> it does. It does fascinate me that uh, we live on a on a planet that's seventy percent water. I think it's seventy percent water. That's what well, it's. It's, it, it, it's. I guess it would be categorized as an ocean planet, and uh, almost all the devices we use on a daily basis can't touch it. <laughs> Always thought that was kind of funny. We are rather land bound. Yeah, yeah. We take that. We we run with it. Okay, nerd question. What was the um? What was the name of the ocean planet in Dune? Oh man, I'm not. I don't remember either. It wasn't a quiz. I'm not that nerdy. Okay, I don't. I don't remember. Well, I I I I do not have the answer either, but I do know all about Rackspace (laughs) and their new thing called mail gun interesting name and tell, it, me, more. Uh, <laughs> tell me more mail gun <laughs> is the email at 
Email automation engine used by over 10,000 developers to deliver, parse, and track emails through their applications. So it, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I know what this is yet. I I will have to research this. Um, but let's <laughs> let's work on. Let's figure it out. So a lot of transactional email companies out there just focus on delivering emails, but not Mailgun. They've got REST APIs for everything. Oh, I put a comment in there. I should know. They've got REST APIs for everything, which means you can fully automate outgoing and incoming emails and get tons of analytics on it all. Mailgun just doesn't doesn't just deliver your mail. It helps you automate from start to finish. I think I rewrote that because it didn't make sense to me when I was reading the copy. <laughs> I, like, it sounds awesome. And, like, the whole idea of the REST APIs and everything, like, I would yeah. have a blast. But it, I, it doesn't specifically – they automate email. So, it, so it's like uh, – is it like um, – MailChimp is or mail, yeah, is is email not automatic? Well, no, I mean this is oh sending emails. Oh, oh, oh okay. sending and receiving. It says this is interesting. Um, well, uh, the nice folks over at Mailgun have created a special offer for five by five listeners who do want to find out more. Uh, you can sign up at Mailgun.com using the coupon code five by five, and you'll get ten percent off of your first three months. And uh, then come back and tell us um, tell us how it went. Tell us what it is. And uh, if you're building an application and are sick of fighting with email, try Mailgun today. I wonder what kind of app is like web apps. Maybe are you are you on? It the sounds web? like it. You should jump on. Yeah, uh, yeah. Hold on. Let me let me let me see. Rackspace Mailgun. My keyboard's so loud. If I type while this mic is on. Rack, Rackspace Mailgun. Mailgun. That sounds. Sounds like a weapon. It, it it has the word gun in it. Oh, I think. Oh, they they acquired mailgun. Okay. Oh, so that when they say they have this new thing, it means they yeah they bought they this bought new it. thing. Yeah, programmable mail servers. It says programmable mail servers. That's interesting. It is intriguing. Oh yeah, set of powerful APIs that allow you to send, receive, track, and store mail email effortlessly. Okay. Huh. All right. We'll uh we'll roll with that and. Uh, Mail, like, mailgun.com. Yeah. I could have given you that address directly. I just read it out of the script. I didn't think of it. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> but yeah, mailgun.com. Check it out. Uh, and that brings us to our top three. Uh-oh. We're here. We're here. We're here. Oh, I've, yeah. I'm going to go ahead first. Go for because, it. Because uh, this just came out this afternoon, and I'm super psyched. Um it's it's for programmers, it's for coders, it's for nerds. Uh, every, everyone else can probably <laughs> tune out for a minute. I won't go on at length, but uh, Kaleidoscope 2 is out in beta, public beta. <gasps> is and, it? Yeah, it was, it, historically, it's been around for years. It was, at least a couple of years, it was one of the most beautiful uh, diff and merge programs for comparing two, like, versions of a file. Oh, and God. it can also do images. So you can view like changes to an image as like a, an overlaid diff view. Really? And yeah. And the thing that made it so frustrating for me is that it couldn't actually merge like normal merge tools can take the two files. You see what's different. You pick a left or yeah. a right change and then you save the result. It couldn't right. save it. Really? It was just for viewing I, diffs. I didn't know that. I've only used it a couple times. But guess what? But- Oh, version two adds save wow. actual merging. 
and now it's it's like the perfect merge program for me now. So, oh man, if you're looking for a diff tool, and I'm willing to bet that very few of you are, but if you are, <laughs> Kaleidoscope to check it out. Um, I'll link that in the show notes. Okay, that's my first one. Okay. Do you, do you want me to go with mine? I do. We'll we'll go round robin. I think it was Merlin that had me start doing that. Okay. Well, I'll uh, I'll go with uh, I'll go with another Mac app then. Um, one of my, or I guess my first pick would be, uh, it's a, it's a Mac app that it's not that popular, but I kind of discovered it, um, a while ago. And when it made its uh, debut on the app store, they actually give it a huge update and it's actually, it's very pretty now and it works really, really well. It's uh, it's called trickster. And, uh, what it is, is, uh, it's one of those things that fills in a gap or like a void that you didn't know you had until you check this app out and what it does is it sits on your menu bar and you can invoke it with a, with a hotkey uh, or, you know, click the menu bar icon. And uh, it gives you a constantly updated recent list of everything that you have modified on your computer. So if you download a file, it doesn't matter where that file is on your computer. When you click that icon or you, you bring down that menu, you're going to see a list containing at the top that item. So if you're saving, moving files around, uh, you know, you're working in a program that saves to a location and you're not sure exactly where it's saved, but you have kind of an idea, you don't have to go into Finder and just hunt it down or search for it. It's just like, you just click it, it's there. So no matter what you're doing, it gives you that one, you know, one click and you have the most recent stuff you worked on, no matter what it is, even the smallest files. Uh, and it's just, it's immensely useful. I can't so, get over it. So the interesting thing is like we, we started reviewing these before the show mm-hmm. and, um, and we never got past the the one that you told me. And I thought that I had just oh, forgotten yeah. two more. I completely forgot. We didn't talk but, about it. Well, trickster was actually, I mentioned it on episode 14. I just looked it up. Uh, it was one of really? my picks because I also, I'm a huge fan. In fact, <laughs> In fact, I don't know if you know this, and I don't know if I'm allowed to talk about it, <laughs> and I don't know if I'll have time to edit this out if I'm not supposed to say it, but I have a beta, and I won't say anything about it just in case it's secret, but I have the next version, and it is, it, it adds some very, uh, very smart, very cool features to oh, an already, killing. an already very helpful program. You're killing me here. That was Oh, Dude, if I could tell you about the betas I have right now, <laughs> I mean, just on my iPhone alone, I have three apps that I'm dying to talk about, but I can't say a word. They're not I, supposed I know, to exist. I, I know the feeling. I, I beta tested uh, Twitter for Mac and Twitterific Four at the same time. <laughs> that was I. I, and I, I felt like I felt like I felt so powerful because I didn't tell either side what the other one's work looked like. <laughs> but. um I have the Twitterific yeah. beta. I don't know if I'm supposed to say that either. Oh, you have the new, the new, their new beta. Yeah. Oh, I'm man. not saying anything because I, I can't remember who's has embargoes and who doesn't. Right, right. I, I think. I mean, everybody knows that they're doing a beta, but. Uh, okay, good. You, you didn't say anything incriminating. I don't think. Okay, good. I've, I've, I've been, I've been to the Icon Factory. They're, they're a group of nice people. <laughs> They'll be nice. Yeah, I. Uh, I met a couple of them at, uh, I think it was WWDC. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, you going um, to Macworld yeah. this year? I would love to. I think I'm going to couch surf. I, I, um, 
I tried to couch surf with a couple people uh, last year, but I, I wasn't able to go. I think, um, who was it? It was uh, Louis uh, Mantia. Yeah. Yeah. yeah he, he and his girlfriend were going to let me couch surf nice. with them. Well, if um, you make it this year, let me know. I'm not actually oh, sure. speaking at all this year. So if I make it down there, I will may, I may, uh, may have some time to actually hang out and we can pretend that oh, we cool. knew each other while we were at Tua. Oh, see, there you go. We can be like, ah, I remember those old times, <laughs> water cooler talks. You're so crazy. Um, <laughs> okay, so uh, we, we, I'll, I'll, we'll stop talking about Trixer because it's it's going to be a double uh, double hit on it. Uh, yeah. And they deserve the to... traffic. We'll link it in the show notes, but we won't. Okay. We won't go into too much depth. Okay. I will. I will cut you off and steal number two, which is going to be trunk notes. Okay. I cool. don't. Have you ever heard of Trunk Notes? I've heard of it. I have no idea what it is. I trunk I don't. Notes. Um, like it's one of those apps. It hasn't been updated for a little while. Actually, it has. Now that I think about it, it gets updated pretty regularly. Um, I'm looking it up now. Yeah. So what you've got is a a, a Markdown friendly notebook that's actually a wiki. Think uh, like um, Voodoo Pad is on the desktop. No kidding. Trunk Notes gives you like a full, like you wiki link, you can add uh, audio recordings and video as uh, metadata, or audio recordings and images to pages that are written in Markdown, wow. synced over Dropbox. You can edit on your computer. I love that it has a Wi-Fi mode where you turn on Wi-Fi on your iPad and it gives you a URL on your local network, pop it up on a oh. web browser on your computer, and you can, you have the whole interface and you can edit all your stuff. From oh, just, with your keyboard and your mouse. Yeah, I'm looking at that right now. That that's that is really cool. It has plus you can script it. You can have like uh, all all kinds of uh, stuff inspired by like MediaWiki. Yeah. Um, you can have sidebars and uh, special headers per section, custom CSS, uh, markdown previews. Like it's outstanding, and it just wow. really never gotten the recognition it deserves. It, I feel it, like it, I feel like it's a, it's a uh, uh, almost geekier, but easier to use um, for 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 nerds like us. Uh, version of Evernote. Well, yeah, it's it's uh, customizable. What I love yeah. the difference for me is that the entire wiki is ultimately a bunch of Markdown files in in my Dropbox, and I can do anything I want with them. Take them yeah, anywhere. I can them throw with, them into Evernote anything. if I want. Yeah, yeah, and and that's, that, that's true. That's what gives it an edge for me. I like that. I and like it's that it's transferable. It's transferable media. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, yeah, it's, it's something that you could back up and open up, you know, even if the app goes out of development, you can back these up and, right. and open them, you know, 20 years from now, you're going to be able to open up text files. I guarantee you that. Well, I have this new, new plan that's kind of evolved over the years. I won't go into too much detail. It's practically a show on its own. I have like a, a 120 node mind map about this right now, but oh, wow. I'm essentially all of that, all of that brainstorming and thinking is to hone down a system where I can make text files as useful as any other file on my computer, like uh, a way to treat them as like a bundle, like access them from specific. I I can't even begin to explain it. No, I I know what you mean. I, I would love to see like a program on my Mac that would basically show me every text file in a certain folder and would allow me to create new ones. And they would all be in little tabs on the left. Oh my God. Wait, stop. 
Yeah. Oh my God. You just, I can't say too much because, <laughs> and I can't let you say any more because I'm actually planning to work on this, but okay. that is exactly what I came up with out of this mind map. Wow. It was like, have you ever seen the app together? Remember together, together. used to be kit. Uh, let me, I'm trying to think. Was it a Mac app? Yeah. Yeah, it's still, uh, it's still around. It's not uh, updated too often now. But Oh, yeah, I, I remember this. I remember this. I want I want that for text files. Like, it lets you... You can manage text files all over... You can manage files all over your drive with it. And oh, it links yeah. them and databases them so you can search them all and pretend see, they're in folders and everything. But you don't have to move them. See, I love that. And I love... I, I, I honestly think that Finder should be that way. Like, you know... it. It's nice to be able to to go down into the file system and organize stuff yourself. But, I mean, the fact that you can just group together. I want to be able to group together files that aren't in the same folders. Tags. Easily. Tags. Open meta tags. Oh, we got to talk. Meta, meta we tags. Talk. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah, we, we do have to talk. Yeah, I mean, I do that with Spotlight. I basically, I tag things and then I can create a smart folder that does exactly that. Hey, that works. I'll tell you all about it sometime. Oh, wow. Maybe at Macworld. I was gonna say now I'm excited. <laughs> yeah, I, oh, we're we're geeking out. Listen hard, to uh, right now. Listen to my podcast with uh, Gabe Weatherhead. Uh, yeah. Also on Five by Five. No. Ah, I'm so bad with remembering who's where. <laughs> but I'll I'll link it. Note to self: apologize to Gabe for forgetting where his podcast was. Um, <laughs> sorry, Gabe. <laughs> I don't remember anything like um, I didn't. Yeah. And I locked I my cat in the room with me instead of out of the room. He's pawing at me right now. Like the whole oh, point man. of closing the door oh, man. was to keep him from doing this. And instead of I've enraged him. It's one of those days. Yeah, it really is. It must be. Must be. Okay. So where were we? Uh, I think, uh, yeah, I just did trunk notes so you can do number two and hopefully it's not like my number three or anything. Yeah, I know. I know. Well, I, I was going to say the, uh, the, uh, the new, actually on the subject, I was going to say the new Evernote apps, uh, because, uh, I, I've used Evernote for a while, but you know, I have to admit, I haven't really liked their apps that much. It was a fantastic idea, but it wasn't executed really, really well, especially on iOS. iOS was the worst. Uh, and I still, they're not perfect. But I feel like they've gotten a lot closer with these new apps that they released, I think, in the past week. Yeah, at least um, a light year. Yeah, yeah exactly. Not, yeah. That's a, not a distance. Sorry. It's, no, it is a distance. It is a distance. Light it year is, is a yeah. distance. Light travels in one year. I'm thinking, yeah. okay, I'm, I'm getting, I get all my astrophysics confused. I think it's that parsecs is not a unit of time. <laughs> it's, it's not. It's a distance. Kettle run? So you, yeah, you can't do the kettle run in in amount of it's like that's just saying how long the kettle run is. Wow. Oh, huh. right. See, it, it'll bother you forever now because <laughs> parsecs isn't, isn't a unit of time. Oh, that's not one of those things I would waste time being bothered about. But oh yeah, but I well. do. I will think of that every time <laughs> someone quotes that line. Now there you go. Okay, so I, <laughs> I'll jump in and say that sure. I immediately like I stopped using Evernote for my daily notes over a year ago, uh, entirely. And, and started using it only for like when I travel to keep PDFs and stuff. Um, but I immediately downloaded version five when it, when it came out on the Mac 
and I was blown away. Like it's so much faster, so much uh, cleaner. Even with my like couple thousand notes that I have in there, it it just it flew. It was yeah. awesome. Do you, do you know? I don't know if this is just me, but do you have this this like sixth sense where uh, apps either feel heavy or light to you? <laughs> yeah, because, well, absolutely. Yeah, because Evernote felt like I it felt like the equivalent of like a, a, a giant old Cadillac to me. Like it, it was the fantastic app. It had a fantastic possibilities. It could be used for so much, but it was just so big and heavy as an app, especially on the Mac. Um, and you know, on iOS, it, it would just require an internet connection, even to pull up your list of notes every time. It was really strange. Um, but I, I feel like it's so much better now. You know, I feel like it's at least in between the native notes app and, uh, and you know former Evernote, which is a huge improvement. <laughs> Definitely, no, it was huge. Whoa! Wait! 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 Did you hear that? Whoa! I, think I heard I know, that. I think I know what that was. What happened? Time travel. What happened? Oh my god! I know, right? Um, was it really? Yeah, I believe that in that break right there. I suddenly realized that I was late to launch a redesign of Engadget, uh, which is suddenly up. Like, I just noticed that there's a whole new Good website up. God, it is. It's amazing. Look. And, it's incredible. I, I, I think, I, no, there were no parsecs involved with that. <laughs> I remembered that that's not a measure of time. But I was, all, yes, till, together. I was up until 3 a.m. last night. Four oh almost. God. Wow. Oh, it takes forever wow. to, to launch huge international sites. <laughs> First world problems. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the only time of the year I ever have to work that late. It, you know, it happens like once, maybe twice in a year. I don't complain. Wow. The, the new, I'm looking at the new redesign right now. It looks fantastic. It looks good. And like the JavaScript is uh, so much Everything on the old site was kind of spaghetti, like right, just, right. Uh, just a, a wreck. And uh, this one is all modular, LabJS, uh, asynchronously loaded, uh, wow. handles. It's responsive. Like shrink your screen down, you'll see that it, it scales no for any screen size. Oh, I like that. Look at that. I like the typography on here too. <laughs> I, I'm serious. You, you, to, you nailed it. I woke up to sixty email messages and almost 40 of them were about how much people hated the headline font. You're kidding. I love it. It's compact. To be fair, it's nice. To be fair, I think it uh, renders horribly in Chrome on Windows. Oh, I think well, as does everything ever. <laughs> exactly. So, <laughs> so more, I mean, more about Windows. Your, yeah, more about back to Windows, that that plague upon our world. <laughs> Okay, so let's roll with uh, <laughs> with my next pick, sure. Which is going to be an oldie but a goodie. Uh, I don't think it's even been updated since. I don't even know if it was updated for Lion. Is uh, it Sherlock? No, <laughs> not that old. Um, but it was. Uh, it, it has been solid. Like I've never had an issue with it, and I think it'll last forever. It's called Fast Scripts from uh, Daniel Jalcut. Oh, okay. And, See, I uh, that. It basically it's a menu bar utility that 
you that reads your Apple scripts, you can use it instead of the standard system script utility. And you can assign uh, hotkeys, global hotkeys or application-specific hotkeys to every script in your folder. Wow, See, so that's pretty nice. You can make it do anything. Like, I mean, I know there's a lot of launchers, and I use LaunchBar, and I, I like Keyboard yeah, Maestro. Yeah, yeah. But this is like, I can write an Apple script. Uh, I especially use it with TaskPaper. I extend TaskPaper's functionality entirely through hey, my scripts. That's a good idea. Yeah. I like that. You know, I, I like... Like I use like I use Alfred to invoke most scripts that I need, but sure. uh, but I have a horrible memory, so it'd be nice to just have a menu of them. Uh, you 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 should try. Uh, have you ever seen my key bindings projects? No. Like I have uh, a file that will override your system level key bindings. Uh, oh no! Kidding. So in any Cocoa text field, like I can do crazy things with just a few keys, but I made like a hundred. <laughs> Crazy, unforgivable things in every text field. <laughs> well, I, I mean, I've got like command, <laughs> control, shift, S, and um, <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's it's even I think it's insane. It's too much, and <laughs> I'd never remember it all. That's why I made cheaters. I don't know if you ever saw that, but I can hit a hotkey, uh, and it'll show me all my Moom shortcuts, all my. Uh, Oh, no kidding. Key binding shortcuts. It'll show me all of my, it'll show me like jQuery cheat sheets and uh, yeah. yeah. I do something similar. It's, um, it's, uh, I think it's called cheat sheet. You just hold down the, con- the command button. Uh, oh, uh, key, key, something like that. Oh, there's a new one. Yeah. I think the new one is cheat sheet. There's an older one that was recently updated called key command. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah I remember that. Same thing. It like yeah, reads yeah. all your system menus and shows you all the shortcuts for an app. Yeah. And global ones. Yeah. You know what I actually started doing is I made, uh, well, I know there's a command. It's like command shift uh, uh, question mark. Right. And you can do that in any app. And I've been using that as like a launcher for menu items. Oh, I know. I do. I, I do that like every time I use an app. Like I Fantastic. never, I never mouse up to the menu. Yeah. And especially in Photoshop or something like that, mm-hmm. because it's just like, I can't remember where anything is in Photoshop's menu. But Why would you need if to? I need it's it, like I four keystrokes. Yeah. 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 Wow. I'm, I'm grabbing fast scripts right now. <laughs> Completely aside, uh, this is not a pick, but have you seen, um, it's called Mouse, no. What was it called? Shoot. Um, Steer Mouse? No, no, this is, it's new, short, Shortcat. It's called Shortcat. Oh, you know what? I, I have a note that I made to myself in my email. I saw this morning and it says Shortcat. And I don't know why it was there and I didn't know what it was, but it's I, that time warp. Like I I went back and I warned you in advance. You went back and you warned me in advance, yeah. But Here we it, go. Um, it lets you like in any cocoa, any app that has proper accessibility settings and, and all the buttons are mm-hmm. uh, accessible, uh you can hit command shift space and it gives you a little like HUD at the bottom of the window where you can start typing the name of any button. And, uh, and it'll select the button, it'll highlight it, and you hit enter, and it'll click it. So you can, once you get good at it, navigate around any application with uh, with just oh. a few keystrokes. Wow, yeah, I'm looking at their little, um, they have a little animation on the main page here. This mm-hmm. is, wow, it's like a launcher for what you're looking at. Yes, it's not That's perfect incredible. Yet, but it's pretty awesome. It's adorable, too. It's got an adorable icon. Uh, Look at that. 
It's yeah, got a little, it's got a little cat holding them. It's a, it's almost, a cat holding a mouse. I get it. Almost too adorable for a system utility. That is, that is adorable. <laughs> Look at that. Look at that little thing. An old, that's such an old uh, cliche, though. I know, but that's it's as old it, as the one button. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, you know what? I just, re- I should have done Emmet. Emmet. Do you do you write uh, web stuff at all? Yeah, yeah, I do a lot of web coding. Have you seen Emmet? Have you ever seen no. Zen coding? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is this is Zen coding reincarnated. They stopped developing no Zen kidding. coding. Emmet lets you in the shortcut strings when you you type like dot hello angle bracket um, right. uh, ul angle bracket li asterisk four, and that'll give you a div with a class of hello, a child, no and then a, a list of four uh, unordered list items. Now you can traverse backwards. You can uh, use parentheses to set up groups with traversals huh. inside them. Um, and and it has a ton of additional, like for every bundle, like TextBait and Sublime and pretty much everything but MacVem at this point. It has uh, additional like increment and decrement uh, keys for numbers. And uh, you can wrap. Like in Sublime Text, if I select text and hit, uh, I think it's Control Option Return, I can start typing uh, one of those shortcut strings, and it'll wrap what I have selected in that shortcut. Ooh, it's <laughs> and oh, did, and here's wait, here's the best part. <laughs> We're getting so excited about this. We're like, oh my god, it wraps it. <laughs> here's the awesome, awesome, awesome part: is their website has a demo of each like feature. No, and how do you how do you spell it? E M M E T, E T. Oh, okay. And in this demo, it looks like a video. It looks like it's playing back. How the how do you fill out a shortcut string? It shows you the result, and then if you click it, it's actually Code Mirror. It's a text field editor, and oh you gosh, can go in and you can test out anything. And it has the full Emmet rendering engine built into the JavaScript on the page. You're kidding. They have, it's like the entire app is online pretty much. Yeah. Go to the cheat sheet. Okay. Yeah, and here we go. What you're seeing on the cheat sheet is entirely generated from basically, I think it's a JSON file of all the commands. Okay. Which it, it, it builds from the app itself. So every time they wow. add a command into the app, they just add parameters to it. And it kind of, it does like a JS doc makes that cheat sheet on the fly. Wow. This is, this is fantastic. I'm looking at this cheat sheet right now. This is really awesome. I also, you, I put that cheat sheet into cheaters, which is on GitHub and I'll link ah. that. So you can have Emmett and a cheat sheet. So I guess that's actually my third pick. Uh, no, it's a tie <laughs> with fast grips today. I think we just had like six picks each. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, because I threw in that mouse one too. Wow. Yeah, we're talking about we're on fast scripts, we're on Emmet, we're on the This is, cheat the, sheet. This is the, the super happy plus three picks of the week. All right, yeah. so your turn. Oh, my turn. Okay, let's see. What else? Um oh, okay. My this is a, a bit of a departure. This is good. Um and I, I know a lot of people know about this. And because it, it's it was one of Apple's top picks of uh, you know, games of all time on the App Store. And uh I finally, you know, I'd heard enough about it and I finally decided to check it out and I downloaded it before I got on the plane the other day. And, uh, and here I was sitting on this plane, just, just baffled by this game because it's so simple, but it, you, you can't think that it can possibly work like this. And it's uh scribble knots. 
Wait. Uh, yeah. Oh. And I, I like, I had heard a lot about it, but it's, I think what you, they don't tell you, it, it's like the coolest part about it. They don't tell you, you have to figure it out once you download the game is that you have to solve puzzles by typing words to create items. So you're kind of like a God. And the thing is you can type anything as long as it's not like a proper noun or, or vulgar or anything. So, I mean, I can type like a giant purple aggressive lawyer and it will make a giant purple lawyer that attacks people. No kidding. Yeah. It's anything you can possibly think of. And it's, it's just, it's the most fun I've had in a long time on the iPhone. That sounds amazing. Yeah. It's, I showed my girlfriend last night and we were sitting there at dinner with our phones just playing this game because it's just, we were trying to figure out what it couldn't make. And I mean, I, I typed in like a continent and it made a, a, a little continent. <laughs> how, how have I not heard more about this? That's not, that's, I'm going to have to what, check it out. Yeah. See, that's what I thought. I was like, how is this not like world famous right now? Because it's unbelievable. Like the amount of artwork that they made for this game has to be astronomical. Like it's, it's incredible. An entire Just, dictionary of graphics. Exactly. They must have gone through the dictionary and picked out, you know, most of the <laughs> nouns. I'm serious. You can you can do like, I mean, anything you could possibly think of, especially nouns, can be made into anything on the game. It's it's crazy. I, I, I typed in I typed in plague because plague is a noun, and it gave me a little bundle of bacteria. <laughs> and I, when I dropped it on the ground, everything died. <laughs> wow. Oh man. Yeah. Well, not only do you have to have the visuals, you have to have like different behaviors for everything. Right. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. Crazy. You can, you can add in like adjectives and it, it changes everything. It's incredible. Wow. It's okay. Just, yeah. You got to check it out. Absolutely. Yeah. But that's my, that's my third pick. Okay. And, Good. uh, and I'm not, I'm not a big iOS gamer. Usually I, I, I don't like like the on screen, uh, you know, uh, what do you call them? D pads. Or, oh, like, uh, not, or anything yeah, I don't like, like that. that kind of game. I like ones that actually make use of a touch. Exactly. Gesture based mm-hmm. games. They're not kind of ported over. They're, right. they're, they're made for a touch screen. Yeah. 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 yeah Street fighter on my iPhone. Not, not cool, but letterpress. Nah. Awesome. Yeah, exactly. There you go. There you go. Yeah. But that's um coming from me recommending an iPhone game. That's, that's a big deal because it has to be really good for me to recommend it to somebody. And that, that game is fantastic. Just, All right. I've, I've already spent hours on it. <laughs> Definitely on my list of things to do probably this evening. I was going to say, don't do it before you have to do anything else, because that's, <laughs> that's the end of your day right there. <laughs> that's what they told me about letterpress, and I didn't open it for a day and a half. <laughs> but they were right. Once I did, it was time yep. consuming. I have, I have 70 requests on letterpress right now. Well, I know. It's like uh, I had like seven Game Center friends up until that game came out. <laughs> now I'm like a, a butterfly, a social butterfly, social butterfly, game center butterfly, playing playing the nastiest words I can find. <laughs> That's what I do too. <laughs> I like to throw just a really mundane like four letter word in once in a while, not like a bad four letter word, but just a short just, mundane just throw, word. Yeah, throw them off a little bit. Yeah, keep them on their toes, and then come back with like I I, I don't know neutrality or something. <laughs> You know, some, something uh, that's portmanteau. <laughs> that one ticked Mike Rose off. <laughs> I got a, I got a WTF on Twitter. Um, 
<laughs> All right. So yeah, we'll we'll stop the. Uh, I think that's like nine now, but yeah. Um, okay. I'm going to cut the top three there and uh, okay. jump to our fourth sponsor, which is Hover.com. I'm I'm looking back in my notes to make sure that in the time warp I didn't miss a sponsor, but I didn't. Okay. But didn't. I thought I thought you were you were waiting for me to to finish the sponsorship, and I was like I was not giving notes. <laughs> Just make it up. Hover? <laughs> it's Hover dot com, right, Josh? <laughs> Here, I'll tell you about it. It's uh, okay. Hover dot com. Do, do, do tell. <laughs> Hover dot com is simplified domain management. You've probably registered a domain with a company that just wants to sell you services you're not interested in, when all you want is a simple dot com dot net or maybe a dot co or dot tv. Obvious GoDaddy reference there. Um, Hover mm-hmm. makes it easy. Just enter the domain name you're interested into the interested in into their search box, and Hover will tell you if it's available. If not, it'll come up with some suggestions. You can also just type in a few keywords, and Hover will find out some available domains using those search terms for you. Well, just like having your own domain sniffing super genius cyber dog. They have you re- don't ha- you you don't have one of those? Oh, I do. Oh, okay. No, I'm sorry. It's it's. For the people that don't, I understand. I get it. I get it. I'm sorry. Go go on. Yes. Yes. It's an ad. I, my dog is just <laughs> um, <clears throat> They have real human beings available for support, and their number is right on the front page of their website. If you have any problems, just give them a call. With their no-hold policy, you'll be talking to somebody in seconds. Seamless transfers from other providers, elegant DNS management, email hosting, and more. And even though I'm not Dan, if you use the code Dan sent me or visit hubbard.com slash Dan sent me, you'll get 10% off of everything you buy from hubbard.com. And that's, uh, that's a wrap. It is. Um, so let me see if I can say it right again. Josh Helfrick. Okay. That's it. Helfrick. Um, Helfrick. You can be found at Josh Helfrick dot. Dot com. Com. <laughs> okay. You're like me. Oh, I'm sorry. I have a, there's a puppy in the house. There we go. What kind of puppy? Um, I have a miniature wiener dog. Oh boy. Yeah. And he is just, he's, he's a handful, but he's, he's adorable. <laughs> and he was, he was sitting so quietly. He was being so good. Okay. I think he's trying um, to protect me. Okay. There he's, he's gone. He's gone. Okay. Uh, <laughs> so joshhelfrick.com. And mm-hmm. uh, on Twitter, how I always forget people's Twitter handles because I, it's, it's just Josh Helfrick. It is now, anyway. It is. There, yeah, it there's is a now. story behind that, but there, it, yes, we, yes. There we're is not going to have time to get into that. Um, there's, it's more of a legend. Is there, a legend. is there a link to like a story about that that I can throw in the show notes? There is. There's a mashable article. If you Google my <laughs> name, it unfortunately shows up pretty high in the results. Uh, um, I got, I got a mashable article for something of ill repute, but uh, uh, they didn't know it was me. Uh, I got it was anonymous. Uh, yeah, I got I got my it, I got my Google search results mashable hijacked hijacked by mashable. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Well, send me a link to that article, <laughs> and I will include it in the show notes for those who are interested. Sure thing. Sure and, thing. Uh, and maybe make a public confession about my uh, my. Uh, I did. It was five thousand hits a second on this uh, this project I made that I shouldn't have. Anyway. <laughs> Um, okay, and I'm Brett Terpstra. I am at brettterpstra.com and ttscoff uh, on Twitter and app.net. Are you on app.net? I am not. I actually bought groceries this week. So um, I'm waiting to uh, 
I see. I see what you're saying. Okay. <laughs> well, thank you for being here. No, thank you for having me. It this has been this has been really fun. <laughs> Maybe too much fun. Too, but too much fun. I might not go back to work. Um, <laughs> anyway, I uh, I will uh, talk to everybody out there in a week. Have a good one. Bye.